Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. If you're going to succeed and, you know, you're going to go out there and play well and, and put in everything into it and, and, you know, be ahead and going into the eighth and ninth inning, uh, you got to find a way to, to, you know, come through. And, um, you know, obviously we didn't, we didn't do that tonight. And, uh, you know, we had uh, Raj out there. We got the guy we want out there on the mound uh, to bring it home. Um, and, you know, it, it didn't go smoothly there. And, uh, you know, we, we got to find a way to make it happen in these in these late inning and late inning situations and uh, find a way to win these games. Maybe. Possibly. Nope. Sorry. Bullpen's a mess. The baseball was certainly soaring late in that game last night for the Rangers. Yeah. For the Rangers. Yeah. Quite a bit. Phil Mackey, quite a bit. Um, well, I I will say this before we start. In credit to you, Phil, I will say, and you weren't the only one, but you know, it's one thing when a decision is made and after it's made, you say, that was a rotten decision, Rocco. That's terrible. And people are like, well, Phil Mackey, it'd be nice if you had said that before. <laughs> I will give you credit. We are going to be discussing today. A first guess. Yeah. Because you did not, when when the move to Brandon Waddell out of the bullpen in the 10th was made, Phil Mackey did not wait for Waddell to serve up batting practice. I did. I, Phil Mackey, I, Phil Mackey got on. <laughs> okay, Declan, see, that's fine. But, but, but what I'm saying is the baseball whisperer said, this is a bad decision. And it was. The baseball whisperer made, made an appearance last night. He did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, the baseball whisperer picks his spots because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the like the baseball whisperer. I'll use a wrestling comparison here. You know, it's like in the early days of John Cena. You know, the, as you're a rising star, like the baseball whisperer was. You're on the road. You're grinding every day, and you're just putting stuff out there. But then you become a marquee attraction, and uh, you know the baseball whisperer has become like Brock Lesnar, right? He shows up about two times a year. He's a big ticket event. And last night was a big ticket event for the baseball whisperer. All right. Here's the situation. And by the way, talking twins every day on this show, good or bad, highs or lows, we're giving you the most twins talk. And sometimes we're feeding you the medicine that you need. Sometimes we're giving you the therapy that you need, twins fans here on Maggie and Judd. Uh, Our twins discussions and this breakdown of an epic managerial failure by Rocco Baldelli last night and a front office failure too is brought to you by Dennis Kirk where failure is not an option because they are the best in the business. Dennis Kirk 
has been supporting riders, Harley riders, sport bike riders, cruiser riders. You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories. Order before 8 p.m. They ship the same day. Shipping is free for orders over $89. Truly the best in the business. DennisKirk.com. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. So here was the situation last night, right? Game was tied. And we'll get to all the other stuff like Taylor Rogers. Just you, you got to stop giving up bombs here. You know, at some point, I wasn't that offended by the rest of that Taylor Rogers inning. It was sort of death by paper cuts. There was a couple little yeah. infield things, and then there was that bloop that Andrelton Simmons made an amazing catch and turned around and just like wasn't able to get enough mustard on the throw. We can talk about that, but but in the tenth inning specifically, mm-hmm. game is tied. Runner on second. And I will say none of the bullpen options were amazing. It wasn't. It wasn't like you had Trevor Hoffman in his prime ready to go, and you and you turned you know elsewhere. But you got eight relievers on the active roster. You've already used three of them in that game: Robles, Rogers, and Duffy. So, and by the way, Thielbar had pitched two straight days, so he was pretty much out. Yes. Unless there was an emergency. Yep. I mean, Thielbar would have been the option, but yeah, he was a good option. But but he was he was two straight days, so he's out. Yep. So, so that left four guys available heading into extra innings, all right? Right-handers Alex Colome, Jorge Alcala, and Cody Stashak, who was coming off of uh, – this would have been a back-to-back for Stashak. Mm-hmm. And then lefty Brandon Waddell, also on a back-to-back. The Rangers were sending lefty, righty, lefty, lefty to the plate. So on paper, on a spreadsheet, in your analytics report – and by the way, three batter minimum, too. So you'd say, all right, well, let's send the lefty up to face lefty, righty, lefty, lefty. Brandon Waddell, come on down, right? On paper, on a spreadsheet, that's the right decision, right? We're just looking at the color codes on the spreadsheet. Keep keep going because it's actually, it's actually if you had looked at the entire spreadsheet, oh, we'll not the right decision. That, that's the thing about this. Yep. So, so like, I, I wouldn't say that this is spreadsheet sense i would say that this is very much 1976 baseball sense yep. and, and just, just the a way, matchup they may have they may have lost any of the options may have given up a bomb in that spot and the game may have just been over because rogers blew the save so i'm not yep. saying that again there wasn't a trevor Hoffman option here but we're talking about process why are the twins losing some of these games why what's the what's the core of it what are the mistakes they are making okay Yep, Brandon Waddell, they, they show a shot of him on Bally Sports North, warming up in the bullpen, sweat running down his brow, right? He's, he's about to come into this extra innings game, and he just got shelled the night before. And so here's the problem with Brandon Waddell in that spot, getting away from the spreadsheet. He literally got lit up the night before against the same hitters, okay? Mm-hmm. Number two, he's not a major league pitcher. He's literally only pitched in like a handful of major league games, and it largely has not gone well for him. Number three, he's a human being with a pulse. He's not a lefty robot on a spreadsheet that you can just beep, burp, 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 lefty versus lefty, burp, burp, automatic out. He has no experience. It's extra innings, runner on second base, and he just got shelled by this spot in the lineup. He's probably a little shook. There's a human element here at play that was not considered at all and very rarely is with with Rocco Baldelli and the Twins' management of these situations. And then the one that you're, the, the fourth point that you were alluding to, okay? Lefty, righty, lefty, lefty. Joey Gallo might bat left-handed. Joey Gallo has reverse splits, as they would say. 
Mm-hmm. He's actually better against left-handed pitching, especially this year, by the way. His OPS this year against left-handed pitching is, like, off the charts. And so you're sending a left-handed pitcher out, a bad one and a scared, nervous, inexperienced one at that. Yep. And you're playing right into the Rangers' hands with lefty, but two guys who smoke left-handed pitching back-to-back and smoke the same pitcher the night before. And, and so, like, well, yep. what are they supposed to do? Like, they don't have any good options. Literally anybody else would have been the option in that. By Jorge Alcala would have been the option, and we'll get to that, too. Well, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, okay, the bullpen options are not good. They needed to do more. The, the Who could have seen the Alex Colome thing coming? And, I, and I, I was not in favor of putting him in that spot either. But, like, literally anyone except Waddell in that spot. He should have been a last resort emergency as the last guy next to Caleb Bielbar that you brought into that game. So, so the, the second guy, the beep second... Burp, beep burp. Yeah, the second well, but but that's the but that's the thing is a computer Delete. wouldn't have done this because Garcia, who, who was the guy who homered the night before and was the second hitter Waddell was going to face, homered again off of him. So that does so so because you can't take him out. And by the way, Nate Lowe, who hits lefty, who started the ten smoke the ball to Jay Cave. Like you yes, like I was like, oh rocket. my God, is that gonna like hit the wall? And then it's like Jay Cave got in front of or he, he got between the wall and home plate basically to catch that ball. But Garcia, who was the next guy up, had hit a home run the previous night. And yes, Brandon Waddell ideally should be pitching for the Saints. And I don't mean the triple A Saints. I mean the former independent league Saints. Like that's where he belongs. He belongs. And I mean, God, God bless him for that. That's great. Dude, you want to play baseball for the rest of your life? You will be great on the Monticello Town team someday, okay? And that's awesome too. I believe the people should play sports, but you know what? You should you should have the ability to play sports as long as you want. That doesn't mean I should have to watch it, and that does not mean I should have to be confronted with the fact that that the major league team in town trots you out but but phil you bring up an interesting point because one this is on rocco absolutely now he would tell you that akala um against left-handed batters they have in akala's career a 362 average and five home runs Mm -hmm. i would say if the guy has to face three batters i'll take my chances against low and then have the right hander yes. go against the guy who homered the night before beep, and beep, and what beep, you said beep, beep, but but that's the com- but but that's the computer the computer should say mr baldelli what you need to do <laughs> is you need to use the right hander against the lefty to start because then the right hander will be more effective three batter minimum delete uh move on <laughs> so, so so a call though so here so but, but but here's the thing where the computer has to play a role and it actually didn't in his career a facing right-handed batters they are hitting 123 with a home run against him yeah. and if gallo has reverse splits the consideration should be oh my god yeah let's let's not allow him to face guys that he absolutely yeah. kills. Also, and, and, also, also, yeah. Gallo has one of the highest strikeout rates in the history of Major League Baseball. Alcala has strikeout stuff and throws in the high 90s. Yes, and Period. Alcala. Period. And, what, like, and just as a, an aside, why is Alcala still be treating, being treated with kid gloves? Like he's still being treated like he just came up. 
Like, he's been around for a while now. He's got good stuff. Like, why isn't he a main guy? And you know what? If he gets hammered, he does, and you move on. But, like, why is it? it Falvey came from a place in Cleveland where they fairly quickly, a lot of times, find young arms and then, like, get them up and then use them. And the next, and because what's the next thing as a baseball fan that you hear? Here's Joe Schmo, just came up from Buffalo for Cleveland. Oh, and he throws 101. Like, what, why is Jorge Alcala being, oh, we, we can't do, oh, Brandon Waddell, we have to use him. What's yeah, the dude, dude, fascination? Here's the other thing, too, okay? Like, let's, let's, I understand what some of the platoon splits would tell you. I understand the idea of Waddell is that he's going he's gonna to be better against that first lefty, and then they probably misread the Gallo thing. They, I don't know. Did they, did they not look deep enough into his reverse splits? I don't know. But if they did, they're useless. Like, yeah, this but, is their life. But what they're doing is they're ruling out Alcala because they feel like he's been so bad against lefties. And, and, and statistically, he hasn't been. I mean, lefties are batting like 360 off of Alcala. Yes. So, but I, but I'll tell you, okay, if if I'm only rolling the dice against one of them, 360 is bad. I still have a two thirds chance to get that dude out, right? I mean, you know, well, he's hitting 360. Well, he's getting out 64 percent of the time. So I'll take that. I'll take the, those odds for the first batter, and then I'll get Alcala into his comfort zone against guys who don't perform well against right-handed pitching. Yeah. Um, but here's the other thing to consider, okay? Alcala. And even Colome, like Colome might be shook, and I am not advocating for putting him in this game, but Colome has closed out, what, like 100-plus Major League Baseball games. And he's been terrible this year. But, like, when it comes to are you confident when you're standing up on the mound, a broken Colome is going to get up there and I think have a better chance even last night than Brandon Waddell. And this is not meant to like crap on Brandon Waddell, but the Twins put him in that spot, and this is like everything. Every, every rip on Waddell is really a rip on Rocco and the front office. So, just I, I'm not trying to pick on Waddell. Like he's a professional athlete, so and he was out there, and you know it's fair game. But the last time Waddell pitched in a full season in any professional realm was 2019. Okay, he was in Pittsburgh. He's a former fifth round pick by the Pirates, like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. 2019 in the Pirates minor league, so so the Twins plucked him off waivers or whatever, or they signed him as a minor league free agent from Pittsburgh uh, this last offseason. He pitched in two games in the shortened season last year for Pittsburgh's major league team. So really, he didn't do anything last year of note. 2019, double A and triple A. Double A and triple A, minor leagues. This dude had a 6.29 earned run average against minor leaguers. Yeah. The last the last time this dude felt confident at all on a mound was like double A in 2018, at least you know that's my read of it, right? Like he's had no meaningful success on a pitching mound since 2018 in the in like double A, and you're freaking running this dude out in the tenth inning against the heart of a lineup with a runner on second base, expecting anything other than what happened last night. Yeah. It was legitimately, I don't mean to like be hyperbolic or overreact, and some of this is just frustration of a bad start to the season, but it was one of the most like easy first-guess debacle, what-are-you-asking-for-right-now decisions, and there is zero defending it, zero defending it. It's almost like, and I'm not accusing Rocco of this, but it's almost like he wants to prove to Falvey 
if this is what you gave me, this is what you're going to get. Like he is running guys out in almost a defiant way. Like be, because it doesn't make sense. Gar- and Gardy used to do that sometimes. But it's, <laughs> it's but but like why Alex else Burnett would you do going this? out there, buddy? And and, and, and and Rocco's answers to questions about this move last night got my antenna up a little bit because he gave the old this is what we've got. We expect this from him. If he's going to pitch, he's, and I mean, he knows damn well, right? Like the night before he pitched, a, a, I believe he got one out and gave up three runs. So Rocco ain't dumb. I'm still going to go with, he's not dumb. And his responses were, you know, uh, Watt is here for a reason. He's here to get guys out. We have to believe that the guys that we have here, I mean, it was all very much like, you see what's going to happen, uh, Thad, you see what's going to happen, Derek. And, I just found it really intriguing, and Rocco is is how, how can I put this? Um, Rocco is in Rocco's own way. I feel like, uh, and we saw this last night a little bit, melting down. Like he's he he's ticked. Like he's ticked about this whole thing. It's on him too. So I'm not absolving him, uh, but there's definitely sort of a defiance might be too strong. But there's definitely an attitude that we're getting from him now that I've never seen before. And it's almost like it's a frustration, if that makes sense. Um, it should and, be, yeah. And and I will say this: you can't meditate your way through this whole thing. Hell like, no! I'm all I'm all for right. I'm all for being stoic, but like you can't you can't be you can't meditate your way through this whole thing. And I will say this: um, if you go through his answers, he is at no point in time falling on the sword himself. Mm-mm. Like there's nothing about you know. Yeah, I'm second. I mean, about Waddell last night, he very specifically said, as I sit here right now, I still feel good about bringing in a left-hander to face a left-hander. <laughs> I feel good about, like, think about that right there. Like, I know you're paraphrasing him, but in their minds, we brought a lefty in to face a lefty. No, you brought a minor league pitcher who hasn't had any success at any level for three years in a big boy major league spot. Yeah. That's what you did. You you brought a gasoline can to a bonfire, yeah. <laughs> and you got exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, here's That's another exactly one. Right. All right. In terms, again, none of these. We're not talking about Mariana Rivera's cutter here being left in the bullpen. So we're, I I just want to make it clear for the fifth time there weren't amazing options, but this was by far the worst option, and so it it deserves to be criticized. Cody Stashak would have been pitching on a back to back, but he would have been a better option. Okay. Yep. Now he's not amazing against left-handed hitters, but he's also like I think I think um, in his career he has allowed a 300 average against left-handed hitters, but you know that's I think I think you roll the dice there even on a back-to-back because he can miss bats right, and and so if if it's if I'm ranking the options, Alcala was number one. He was fresh. He didn't pitch the day before. He's electric. Yep, and. Uh, I would take my chances on the first left-handed hitter. Cody Stashak, 19 pitches the day before, but didn't pitch the day before that. Um, also has more electric stuff. I'm going with the electric stuff, guys, that can get me a strikeout. That's what I'm going with. And I just can't, I just, first guess, just can't fathom bringing in a guy who <laughs> just has no chance in that spot. So, Big picture, I've got a question here. And and it, it goes way above Rocco Baldelli, all right? So it seems like the failure, and it's been a failure, of Colome thus far, which, by the way, they weirdly tried to, like, keep running him out there when he was struggling still, and it actually got worse. 
Um, but they, I, but as much as they they fib and say we do not have a closer, Rogers can close and everybody can close, all our guys can close. Uh, their plan very clearly was for column A to close, and yes. I think I think the idea was it would go something like Duffy Rogers column A. Okay, mm-hmm. so big picture, here's my question: because Falvey took over, was it 2016 now? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, in, yeah, into 17, right? Yeah. Think so. Where are the arms? Where are the big arms? Like you are literally running an old school twins bullpen out there now, and and I mean this even is Ro- even Robles, right? I mean, who yeah, walked, walked but I mean, everybody. but you're but you're signing those guys. I'm saying, where are the developed arms? I I thought the whole thing was he came from Cleveland because he was at least partially credited with their secret sauce to find pitching, and that's across the board, starters and bullpen as well. Um, but we're now well into his tenure. There's certainly been success, so I'm not scoffing at that. But how is it that we're talking about Theobar, Waddell, Stashek? Um, like, we are talking about what what we would have ripped Terry Ryan up and down for. Yeah, Where are it's the true. arms? It's true. I think, you know, in fairness on that front, the minor leagues just started yesterday for the first time in, like, 550 or 600 days or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. What it, it's six, yeah, 600 days, I yep. want to say. Yep. So they just, like, if there were arms that were on track in 2019 to contribute in 2020, 21, a lot of those guys have just been stunted at this point and they haven't thrown innings. You know, that's the hard part. Now you have to build up innings loads again and you're probably going to have to have even starting pitchers on some sort of pitch count. So, but I'm uh, generally speaking, I'm with you and you could apply the same logic to the lineup too, in some ways where, you know, where's the young, where's the young nucleus. Now, Alex Kirloff looks like he's going to be part of that. That's on pause because now it looks like he's seeing a wrist specialist today and all indications are, this is going to be something that not, he might have to have surgery or something and he ain't playing anytime soon. So of course, when it rains, it pours here, your most electric fun, young player next to Byron Buxton is going to miss, who knows, maybe he misses the rest of the season. But on the pitching side, yeah, the starting staff, it's Jose Barrios, who's young nucleus homegrown, and then it's a bunch of dudes over the age of 32 in your rotation. Yep. And then your bullpen, you know, Robles is 30, Colomay's 32. Rogers and Duffy are both 30 now, too. They've been around for a while. And, uh, and really, like, in terms of young gun, futuristic arms, Alcala 25 fits that bill. Stashak, I mean, at twenty-seven, not really. I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty much Alcala, Alcala, yeah. and Barrios are like your two nucleus young arms on a thirteen-man pitching staff right now. But the problem with that is, is Alcala is not treated like that. Mm-hmm. Like he's still treated like, oh my god, if he fails, he's ruined, and so let's protect him, huh? Yeah. So, oh man. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's super frustrating to watch. One other thing on this too, and we'll get to write that down. Predictions, accountability session. The accountability session for both versions of write that down. This and purple are marathons. Just so you guys oh, know. Okay. So oh, many things came. I off the figured board. it. Cool. Yeah, I figured the draft mm-hmm. was gonna. Cool. Yep. But I think, and it's not everybody. It's cert- it, it can certainly be the broadcast crew on the TV side. 
when it comes to the 0-6 record in extra innings and when it comes to 18 straight playoff losses, there's this thought among a lot of people in and around the team of, oh my God, can you believe the bad luck? I mean, what bad luck to be 0-6 in extra innings and to lose 18 straight playoff games. I mean, what are the chances? Like, what? Well, I mean, some of it's bad luck, sure. But there's a lot of things self-inflicted that keep happening, right? When you put Brandon Waddell into that spot, that ain't bad luck. Oh, my God, what bad luck. He gave up a home run. What are the chances giving up a home run to the same guy two nights in a row? What bad luck. That's not bad luck. No. That, that's like that's when I, bad everything. Yeah, that's like when I get upset for being hungover when I was the one who did it to myself the night before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, luck. I just I keep waking up hungover. Yeah. Well, it's, what the heck? I'm What's the unluckiest guy ever. Yeah, yeah man, how does man, that Co- happen? Brian Dunsing and Cody Stashak pitching to the middle of Yankees, middle of the Yankees order 10 years ago and today. Like, what bad luck? Can't yeah. believe those guys aren't getting, aren't getting uh, you know, Alex Rodriguez and Aaron Judge God. out. When is and our luck going to turn? The sad thing is that this is all shaping up to waste Byron Buxton's year, which continues to be incredible. Yeah, like he made two he catches last ridiculous. night. He hit a he hit a bomb. Um, it is so much fun to watch that guy now. His outs are now fun because he's so confident and still so fast. Uh, it's going to be a real shame if these guys continue to flounder and fail. And for Byron Buxton, hopefully to stay on the field and put up the type of year that he is having if they're not good. That's going to be a shame. Mike Trout hit a bomb last night again, too. So it's it's like Buxton versus Trout one month into the season, just haymakers for the American League MVP. It's been great. All right. Well, any other final therapeutic thoughts or notions here? This is this has been, I feel, much more calm now than I was like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. A, sm- a small crowd which, which remained in the 10th, at Target Field last night, did a very good job of booing Rocco. I was yeah. impressed. They let him have it. So the boos were when he stepped out of the when he when came he out. Came to out yeah. Finally, pull Waddell out of that game. They were on the fan base was unhappy with with the fact that Waddell was serving up batting practice, but they're smart enough to know it's not the kid's fault. It's a scout that signed the kid. Yeah. And so when Rocco came out, he definitely got booed. And you know what? In this case, I'm with fans. I'm. I get your frustration. Yeah, I get it. So somebody from a role from Rocco on up deserved to be booed last yeah. night. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I you, agree. Just quickly too. I think they also, and this might not be possible. I think if they're serious about getting this thing back on track, not entirely, but I think you have to take a long, hard look about opportunities to potentially remake your bullpen on the fly. Which like, isn't easy because everyone's no. looking for bullpen help. You always have to overpay. That's what sucks about like if, if your bullpen's bad in the middle of a season, you wind up trading like a good yep. position player prospect just to get like yeah. an eighth inning guy. You know, I'm not so, saying it's great, but I'm but the options that they have in that secondary list of guys, Phil, that you went through is not acceptable. Well, the best thing that can happen is for Colome to just snap out of it and pitch the way that he has for seven years. I mean, that's been, you know, relievers can be volatile, and it's actually pretty amazing that he's been, not many guys can be really good for seven years at, at, in that spot. And so this has been one of the worst months of his career, and he needs to snap out of it. It's it's 
Some of it is is probably just him short-circuiting. Maybe some of it's him just the league catching up to him after seven years. I don't know, but if he snaps out of it, all of a sudden the bullpen feels a lot more in line. And now Rodgers goes back to being seventh-eighth inning guy. Now, I'll tell you, Duffy is walking everybody, and he's not the same guy he was the last two or three years. So, yep, I don't know. It's it's going to be the only way that you're going to be able to get a legit bullpen changing arm is to overpay with a prospect. And that's something they might just have to confront. But if honestly, if they still, if they, if they stay a handful of games below 500 and it's not worth it, that, right. Then you don't do it. Yeah. yeah. But how do they, how do they dig out from a handful of games below 500 <laughs> unless they get a better bullpen? <laughs> Make some changes. Yeah. Yep. Send some guys down at the very least. Yep. Or All right. Let's uh well I'm I'm sure we, I'm sure the twins will come up at least a time or two in write that down and our accountability session. So write it down. You like writing things down. Let's get to it. Uh, yeah. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Write it down. You like writing yeah. things down. Only show in America that keeps track of our predictions, puts our reputations, necks, and careers on the line. Well, what? How can you get paid to be that wrong by being transparent? That's why. That's how. This is write that down every single Wednesday on Mackie and Judd. And then you can find the football version every single Wednesday on Purple Daily. And boys, we have a hefty accountability session today. A hefty, hefty one. Let's hear it. Well, we'll get to it in a second here because uh, we got to do some housekeeping first. Write that down. is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So uh, an important safety message here. Did you guys know last year over 43,000 Americans died in vehicle crashes that's almost 3,000 more deaths than in 2019, even though fewer people were on the roads. So tragedy can happen in an instant, and uh, we just got to make sure we're doing everything we can to drive safely. Driving safely is in our control, and for your safety, for your loved ones, for each other, let's all remember to just be safe on the roads. The MyShield portal at federatedinsurance.com has great safe driving resources for you and your employees. So be sure to check that out at federatedinsurance.com. Com. Write this down. Here's how it works every single week. Three predictions from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners can send a direct message on Twitter or Instagram to me, Phil Mackey, or Declan at Dex's Tweets and at the underscore Dexter on Instagram. And uh, this week, Garrett is going to be our guest listener participant. We're going to get to him in just a little bit. But, boys, we've got... So many things flying off the board here because the draft just completed. It's uh, it's going to be one of the meteor, I would say, accountability sessions of the season. Are you ready? No, but let's do it. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not we'll prepared start. for this. We'll start with Judd, the reigning defending batting average champion. Oh boy! You actually had fewer things come off the board here than uh, this is much than we did. You had three things come off the board. You said the Vikings will not take a punter, kicker, oh, or a long snapper in the upcoming draft. Oh, the next one I was actually close on because they did attempt to get the latter guy. Well, and you, you came close on the first one, too, but they took a tight end, long snapper combo guy. And like the Mr. Mankato, I think a front runner. Yeah, you won't give me that really point. Odds. That's true. I mean, tight end, uh, he's a tight end um, punter. He, 
he's a he's a long snapper. Uh, the Vikings will find a way to draft Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. What's funny is that went from because you made that prediction in like the middle of the football season last right. year when the Vikings looked like one of the worst teams in the NFL. Right. So it looked like oh this might happen, and then it was, and then for like three or four months it was oh zero chance that happens, and then Fields started to fall, and mm-hmm. the Vikings made a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so you were wrong on those two. You said the Vikings will not take a quarterback in the first round of the 2021 draft in a hedge. So you at least redeemed yourself there. <laughs> all right, I had a, a very mixed bag here. I said Ooh. the Twins will play 500 baseball or better between last week's write that down mm-hmm. and this week's. Last night's loss was devastating. It was unforgivable, but it still kept the Twins over 500. I said Alex Kirloff will homer in a game before Miguel Sano's next home run. He homered four times and then broke his wrist or something. We'll find out today. Um, I said Jorge Alcala in April will tally at least 15 strikeouts. I mean, they're just afraid to pitch him. So Yeah, he had 11. you got screwed on that. Should have had 15, but they never use him. Uh, Randy in Cottage Grove, I said, will once again nail the Vikings' projected first-round pick in his final mock draft. He didn't. He did nail a pick. If you had just said a pick, you would have gotten the point. Stay tuned for a purple daily. Write that down. Somebody might have floated a pass into the Did end I get zone. A little tease. Yeah. Uh, I said the Vikings will draft a wide receiver in the first round, but then I also said the Vikings will draft a quarterback after the first round. So that was correct. Mm-hmm. And I said Rashad Bateman, despite opting out halfway through the season, will still be a first round pick. Good stuff. That's a good week. That's that's week. A, I've been struggling. Solid. Been struggling big time. Week. Yep. All right. The listeners. Whoa. A lot of red here. A lot of red. Josh said, actually, I think we had this one last week. I just you forgot did. to take it off the board. So. You did. Sorry, Josh. You already got credit for that one. Just forgot to take it off the board. Uh, Cooper said, Fields will be available at pick 14. The Vikings will trade back with the Saints, who will take <laughs> Fields, and Minnesota will then take Jason away out of Penn State at pick 28. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> what were the odds of that? Would have been I mean, bomb, is, I'll tell you that. Oh, much. that would be Grand Slam. Uh, yeah. Uh, Vikes fan 1930 said they will trade Cousins this offseason, and Spielman will send at least five picks to draft uh, Justin Fields. Drew said the Vikings will draft a quarterback between picks 79 and 134. Ooh. <laughs> Just missed. 66. Woodbury Larry said the Vikings will draft Devontae Smith, and Mike said the Vikings will draft Trey Lance. Neither of those things happened. Woodbury Larry said Matthew Boldy, wild prospect, will score his first NHL goal before Kirloff gets his first MLB hit. Nope. And uh-huh. Jacob said the Vikings will acquire a second-round pick in this year's draft. Nope. However, redeeming themselves, Reed said the Vikings will not pick 14th overall. They will pick somewhere else. And Bennett said, a reputable source will report the Vikings have interest in Joe Thune and or Brandon Scherf, which they did. Neither will be signed, and it will lead to the Vikings drafting an offensive lineman with one of their first two picks. That's not, that's good. Now, it's a parlay, but like good. both things are were very, very, very likely. Like, yes, yeah. they were going to have interest in the two best tackle or guards, and yes, they were going to draft an offensive lineman with one of their picks in the first, you know, three rounds. So I still applaud it. Good job, Bennett. Nice work, Bennett. 
There's more from the listeners here. What? Oh, my. Tony said five quarterbacks will be selected in the top 13 picks. Just missed it. He also said in a parlay, Harrison Smith will receive a contract extension. Kirk Cousins will restructure. And the Vikings will sign either Joe Tooney or Brandon Scherf. This should have come off the board weeks ago. I missed it. Uh, but a strong finish to the week for the listeners, including some some deep shots here. Okay, Dustin said the Vikings will trade down in round one. He was correct. Frank said by the 2021 kickoff, the Vikings will have a new quarterback on the roster, either by draft, free agency, or trade. And then Jamie comes up and says the Vikings will trade down and draft an offensive lineman. To me, that is enough to yeah. warrant a home run. I agree. And Jonathan Harrison, on behalf of the listeners, predicted oh. this a oh, year wow. and a half ago. He oh. said Aaron Rodgers will request a trade from the Packers before the 2021 season. Boy, John Bob. Okay. And yeah. that happened. So John Bob stepping in, a couple of home runs for the listeners, a big week for the listeners, and oh, write boy. that down. All right. John Bob, though, I mean, that that's on, on the plaza, right? That's Swing like rolling out of the ballpark. Drive, yes. Woo, good job. There's a deep shot to left from Nick Castellanos. If this is the last time I ever broadcast a Reds game, then uh, it's been a good run. And Castellanos drives one deep to left field. Oh, that's a home run. call. I'm sorry I have committed these heinous crimes and am now going to prison for the rest of my life. And there's a drive to left by Castellanos. Oh, baby. All right. Dec- Castellanos' life is going to be marked by that Swing moment. He had nothing to do. He didn't do anything. All right. Declan said Taylor Rogers will pick up at least three saves in the month of April. He hasn't picked up three saves on the season yet. Oops. Sorry. I didn't mean to patronize you. Yeah, that, wow. That's fine. Wow. Like, I didn't mean yeah. to mock you there. No, that's fine. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you, you did. T- you tee up Jonathan Harrison, and then you mock me. Yep, I get how it works. That's yeah, it could be changes coming. It's yeah, going yeah, right I don't though? know. Yeah. Oh, we'll uh, see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Vikings will draft Zach Wilson in 2021. That didn't happen. Either. So, updated batting averages. The race has tightened up and down the board. Judd hanging on to the lead, 395 average with one home run. Declan at 356 with two home runs. Listeners at 296 with two home runs tied with Declan, and I have elevated to 294 with one home run. This is anybody's race the rest of the way here, boys. Uh, in terms of career numbers, Judd with 157 career hits, nine home runs. I have 122 career hits and 11 home runs. The listeners have tied the career home run lead with 11 and 104 hits, and Declan has 47 hits and four Home runs. Home runs. Is this the first time in the history of this segment that we have actually had somebody have two home runs in one session? Uh, we've, it's happened before, but it's rare. I think this might only be the second time that okay. it's happened. I think we had it happen at the like toward the end of last year or the year before, where like a bunch of year end things come off the board. Okay, sure. all right. So, but it's rare. It's rare. I mean, there's only been what like thirty five home runs in the history of. Write that down. Yeah. So it's a big ballpark. It is. It's Petco Park. Petco. Petco. <laughs> <laughs> it's Target Field before the concrete settled back right. in 2010. Write that down. So, all right, let's get our guest listener predictor in here, Garrett. What's going on with you, Garrett? Gentlemen, how are you doing? We're uh, we're feeling pretty good. It was a it was a barrage of activity this week in Write That Down, and now the listeners are almost hitting 300. They've tied for the home run lead. Do you feel pressure here coming into the game? in a key spot. 
oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to blow this save almost immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Alexander column on, write that down. You're more column A than you are. I am the Matt caps of this situation. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Wow. Amazing. I love you. Deron Davis. Old school. Oh, wow. RD big, big guy with glasses, baby. (laughs) Just like you. (laughs) (laughs) I like you like that. All right, let's let's get to it here. We're going to start with Garrett over to Judd, Declan, and back to me. Three times around. They must be quantifiable. Otherwise, pretty much anything goes. So, uh, Garrett, why don't you lead us off? All right, boys. So, I am a gigantic Kirk Cousins fan. I am not one of these people that's calling for his head every single time that he makes a minor mistake. I love that wooden, immobile weirdo. So, write this down. <laughs> Kirk Cousins will spend at least three weeks, either consecutive or non-consecutive, at the top of the NFL leaderboard in either passing yards or passing touchdowns. Okay. All right. Big season for old Kirk. A little motivation looking at his replacement. What'd you call every day? A giant wooden what? (laughs) A giant wooden immobile weirdo. That's a great. That's that's a great. That's like a. That's like a band name. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Good album. I love it. Yeah, Kirk would pay to yeah, have that band right. come over, but they're a little, little spendy at $100,000. Yeah. Declan's right. It's a good album. Write this down. All right, back to right. The Twins will acquire via trade or signing at least one major league reliever before the deadline. And by that, I mean whoever it is immediately comes to the Twins. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's not like they're – well, they might sign a guy off the scrap heap from – an independent league or something, but they also will get somebody who will step right into the bullpen. Okay. Okay. Write this right. down. I was going to rip you for squaring around, but uh, I think I have one that might right. be even more of a bunt. Go, uh, back to Declan here. All right. First one for me, a soccer prediction as score North is the home of Minnesota United FC. I'm MN- up putting pressure on you. MNUFC will not lose on Saturday to the Colorado Rapids. MNUFC is 0-3 on the season. So I'm just going to say MNUFC will not lose on Saturday to the Colorado Rapids. You know, I love Adrian Heath, and he has been a friend of the show, the gaffer. I hope that they don't keep losing because I don't want I, I, I want to get him on the show again. It'd be fun to, when we can go back to uh, Allianz Field and drink a beer with him at some point, it'd be great. But not a great start for a team with high expectations. They're sort of finding out what Minnesota sports is all about officially yeah. with, the, with the devastating playoff yeah. loss, the impossible playoff loss. And then now a high bar for expectations the next year, and you're off to a slow start. So, welcome. Welcome to the party. All right. Write this down. Write this down. Have the Twins announced any roster moves after last night's game yet before this game? Not that Uh, I've seen, no. Okay. No. I want to beat the buzzer here with a square around bunt. Brandon Waddell will either be optioned or (laughs) DFA'd before tonight's game against the Rangers. He'll either be I'm glad you didn't make DFA. fun of my prediction. I'm glad you didn't rip me. <laughs> there is zero reason for him to be on the roster after back-to-back debacles in those games against Texas. So okay. I'll just take my bunt bunt down the third baseline and walk Write to first. Down. on the board. All right, back over to Garrett, your second prediction. All right, boys. For my second prediction, despite the fact that I do like Kirk, at some point during the course of this season, 
Kellen Mond will replace Kirk as the starting quarterback of Minnesota Vikings and will never relinquish that role. Ooh. Wow. So just to quantify this, by never relinquish the role, you mean Kellen Mond will be quarterback until he dies or until Correct. Kirk yes, Cousins of is off the team? Yeah, of course. <laughs> He's 85. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Kellen Mond will be little... 73 years old and still be the quarterback. <laughs> You know what? I would still take him over Drew Locke, so that's all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Garrett's, Garrett's whoa, right about easy, that. Easy. I don't want Drew Locke. Easy. Drew Locke doesn't excite easy, me at yeah. all. I'll take a 73-year-old Kellen Mond every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Write that down. I don't have a well, remember. That reminds me of the story uh, Ted Williams did an interview like 15 years after he retired. It might have been when he was manager of the Mets or something, and and somebody asked him, you know, hey, how do you think you'd fare against today's pitchers? You know, the the flamethrowers of today. And he goes, I think I'd be able to hit 300. Pretty sure I'd be able to hit 300. And the, and the interviewer is like, what? 300? You were a 350 career batter. Why would you only be able to hit 300? And he goes, you got to remember, I'm damn near 65 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, Kellen Mond, man. Pocket passer at the age of 73. I'm really quick. You know, I don't run as much. I don't scramble anymore. Yeah, I could throw a couple touchdown passes. Yeah, I'm, I'm 72 years old now. Yeah, no Rights problem. Down. It's tough. All right, who is it, Judd? Yep. It's me. Another Twins pitching prediction. Matt Shoemaker will be out of the Twins rotation by the end of May. I'm willing it to happen. By the end of this month, Matt Shoemaker, I don't know if he'll be in the bullpen. I don't know what's going to happen to him, but he will be out of the rotation by the end of the month. Okay. Can he get to seven starts, tying his high God. in the last five years? That's the question. Maybe somebody with the Pirates, maybe. Do they do they pop champagne if he makes a seventh start on the season? Write this down. All right, Declan. All right, I have a uh, wrestling prediction here, an AEW wow. prediction. No. At least one of Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, or Mickey James will sign with AEW by year's end. Oh, you should throw a fifth one in there. I don't know if you saw the dirt sheets today. I did not see the dirt sheets. Someone's today. contract is up. Yeah. Daniel Bryan's contract oh, Daniel is Daniel Bryan up. is? I, I, throw him in there. Throw him in there. Let's get you a point. All throw right, him in there. I will. I, I personally think he's Oh, done. hold like, on I, a second. What are we doing? Okay. Charity uh, points now? You threw out four names. Yeah. You know what I, 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 I'll put him on my list if, you, if, you're, if, you're, ask, if you're giving me a, a Nick Blackburn we'll to. Straight, straight sinker right down the middle. But um, I personally think that Daniel Bryan's actually done. Like he, he, That dude is banged up. Like That dude is super, super <laughs> hurt. That neck is screwed. But I'll put him on here. I'll, he's on the list now. What's, ha- right what's happened down. to our game? Man, it's have we down. become soft. Wow. Well, we've been pretty cutthroat throughout the last year or so. Well, I mean, we should be. I it's a brutal game. It is a brutal game. Just saying. Daniel Bryan, he should be on the list. Write this down. All right, uh, it's over to me, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So um, as bad as Rocco has been at bullpen management and everything, this is probably a, a single or a bunt as well. I have faith in Rocco to to turn this around, at least for himself. Rocco Baldelli will not be fired in season. For everyone clamoring, Rocco's got to go, got to fire him. You know, if they lose three more games, Rocco will not be fired Mid-season. If they, if they let him go, it'll be after the season. Write it down. Yeah, he ain't getting fired. Write this I down. That. Okay. All right. Over to Garrett, your third prediction, sir. All right. Well, my third prediction is also an AEW prediction. Uh, tonight, AEW is running their blood and guts special. It will be a 10-man <laughs> 
shoot, Judd, don't you laugh at me. It will be a 10-man, <laughs> 10-man, two-ring, one-cage matchup. It's going to be just an absolute spectacle, and I am going to predict, write this down, that MJF and the Pinnacle will defeat Chris Jericho in the inner circle tonight. Wow, there it is. Judd, are you in for the, the two-ring, one-cage Blood and gut special. If it weren't tonight? for the Golden Knights and Wild, a round two of their uh, two game set, I would be all in. But unfortunately, I'll be at the X. Yeah, unfortunately, okay. I'll be with Judd there too. So I will. I'll be missing. Oh, you can stream. Guts. They wouldn't care if you yeah. streamed it on one of those. No, I no, got a problem. No, my computer will be on something else. The twins. <laughs> no, I'll, the I'll, I'll tune up Blood and Guts. So, so Judd's actually Judd has it really set up nice. He has the Twins TV on the left. I'll have Blood and Guts to the right. So th- there will be a hockey right. game in front. Twins to the left, blood and guts to the right. I mean, this is a this is a trifecta of, of entertainment. What a night at the X. Yeah, yeah. just move down, tonight. Dex. Just move down a long way. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> uh, great work today, Garrett. Hey, since you've got this platform here, this life-changing moment right now, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that got you here? Oh, man. Uh, there's so many people. But I'm just going to go ahead and thank my beautiful wife for putting up with all my bulls. And uh, I'm going to thank my, uh, my guy, Chase. Chase is an old coworker of mine that turned me on to you guys and was like, you, you should really try listening to these guys. I put you on one day and I don't think I've missed an episode since. So right on, man. Thank you. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you. Hey, just out of curiosity, how was it recent or how long you've been, you've been listening to us? Uh, I think right after you guys launched score North, I think it's been, I mean, not since day one, but like week three, at least. Awesome, dude. Right on, man. Well, we appreciate it. We'll get you on again sometime, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, you're not Alex Colome here. Hopefully, you're you're locking it down more than than he has. I'll try and strive for my inner Joe Nathan. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it, man. Right. Thank you. <laughs> also, kind of nervous out there too. A little twitchy in those playoff games, but uh, he was it pretty happens. good as a closer. It happens. All right, our last round here. Back to Judd. All right, I'm going to give you a um, football prediction. In the non-football, non-purple daily, write that down because okay. I feel so strongly about it. I couldn't wait. <laughs> Kirk Cousins will be the Denver Broncos quarterback in 2022. Oh wow, dude! Kirk Cousins, wow. and I don't know if now I I actually did this. Write that down yesterday and woke up to the news. Teddy's contract has been restructured by the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Free agent this coming March. Yeah. So right. with Teddy, you know, so they'll give him a, they'll probably give him a shot, right? They'll they'll give him a shot. He'll compete. Uh but George Payton, Rick's old pal will turn to his friend and say, "Let's work out a deal and he will get Kirk <laughs> Cousins starting quarterback Broncos 2022." Don't but so you think the Rodgers thing is dead? Cuz I still think the Broncos yeah, are the most the likely team to trade for Aaron Rodgers. I think that they are, but I'm just saying my spidey senses, I think it's going to mm-hmm. get. I actually th- am beginning to think that there's a better chance that, or there, there's a good chance he doesn't play for part of, or if not this entire year. Yeah. Um, the Cousins thing just makes sense. The Cousins well, it, thing makes a ton of sense, and it wouldn't be hard to do at that point. Yeah, it, it, I agree. I think, and you could get Cousins for cheaper than if you if you were had oh, the patience yeah. to wait. Obviously, like they like to win this year. Sure, and they would and they would need Rodgers or Cousins to help elevate their quarterback situation. But if they could wait one more year, they could get Cousins for fewer first round picks than presumably they can get Rodgers for. Yep. Um, I I would say on the Rodgers front, it just if you're Green Bay, what are you waiting for at this point? 
he's not going to he's not going to snap out of it and all of a sudden you'd have to fire your general manager to to even come close to making him want to play for Green Bay again. He's vindictive. He doesn't want to play there anymore. So just trade him. Wouldn't you just trade him now? There's there's multiple teams. Well, you that trade him post June po, or uh yeah, post June 1st, right? Yes. It, because well, it, it, yeah, it, I mean, takes, tra- it takes right, the cap hit off. Trade him now bit. designated, you know, all right, this this is verbal until June 1st. It Broncos may, it, would do it. Yeah, I'm other with teams you. That would do it. But they're they're completely it sounds like both sides are defiant. So I'm just I'm just saying no, I'm not no, sure no, the no, Packers no, are gonna get no, him. I'm saying no, I'm I think saying they no, might no, get Kirk. I also think that if if Rick can pawn the Kirk contract off on the Broncos, that the return probably won't be as much as we think. That's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But that's fine third, because you just pick. go go on to Mond and exactly right. And life and life then moves on. Yep. Yeah. Write that down. All right, Declan. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Dex. Uh, last one, I have a hockey one. Yeah. A Minnesota Wild defenseman will score the first goal in the postseason. So I'm going to go with a Minnesota Wild oh, you're coming defenseman. At me. Yep, I know. You had Eck, right? I had Yule Erickson Eck, yeah. yes. But I'm going to go with okay. a Wild defenseman. I think the Wild's defense is like third in goals from that group in the NHL. And perennially, they're usually like in the top 10 for goals scored among their blue liners. But I'm going to go with a Minnesota Wild defenseman will score the first goal in the postseason for the Wild. Prefer okay. to hear a particular name, but okay. Nope. nope. There's six. <laughs> I mean, I, I gave you a name. I didn't say a forward. Yeah, no, you, you, I'm casting goal. a wider okay. net. Yep, you're going for the home run. That's fine. <laughs> worry about you. Um, I, I'm going to make a wild prediction, Joe. I was going to make a playoff prediction, but that can wait. I'm still, I, I'm, I got a yeah, couple playoff predictions that yeah, go down. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to make a prediction. It's uh, tonight, it's the second game of this Vegas sort of back to back situation. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Kaprizov has scored a goal against Vegas in his in the last four games they've played against Vegas. He has scored a goal in all four of those last games. Sounds right. The streak continues tonight. Kaprizov will extend his goals against Vegas streak to five games. Oh, to joy! I mean, come on, you can't you can't give me that and not fire up. Sorry, I'll say it again. Okay, thank Kaprizov you. will score a goal against Vegas for the fifth consecutive time they have played each other. Pass, shoot, score. As there Declan it is. Would say. There it is. Kaprizov. He, he owns Vegas. Owns he, Vegas. I, you can make a case to the Wild on Vegas. They have 12, regular, 12 losses this season. The Wild have beaten them five times. It's amazing. You bet they do. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, Capri, so Kaprizov has scored just straight up in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, eleven games, I mean, he has scored a goal in seven or eight of his last eleven games. He's just become like a goal a night guy uh, yeah, since the halfway point in the season. He's damn hell good. yeah, amazing to watch, man. A superstar. He's good at hockey. That's my take. The hockey whisper hockey and the baseball whisper both oh. making an appearance on there today's show. You're on there point today, Write Phil. Yep. All right, dudes. Well, that's a wrap on uh, the most innovative segment in sports talk in the country. <laughs> We actually keep track of our predictions, and we hold each other accountable. Don't forget, you can check out our daily Vikings discussions on Purple Daily, seven days a week of Vikings entertainment. We have two YouTube channels, Purple Daily and Score North MN. You can also find everything we do, audio, video, written work from Judd at scorenorth.com and the free-to-download Score North app. Reckless Speculation Thursday tomorrow, boys. And... um We'll see if Doogie has any inside information about what the Vikings almost did at the draft. You can also find the bonus scoop session with Judd and Doogie yesterday. 
on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed where they dove into a potential snag in the A-Rod and Mark Laurie purchasing of the Wolves. So check that out, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.